Hey, hey, everyone. Hey, hey. Good Hello. morning. Out there in the wide world. Probably in afternoon. the car. <laughs> I always imagine people listening to us in the car. I don't know why. Maybe most of them do. Listen to us in the car. Yeah. I hope the they biggest do. Biggest tour, Sean, is they're just driving around. Just up and down, up and down. <laughs> just listening to the yeah. Pace show. Or Manny show. But <laughs> without Manny today, because he's in Manny Chester. Wow. Yeah. Great joke, Jan. Thanks. So we are alone here. And oh, we have a guest. Yeah, but right. let me introduce. <laughs> I'm on the way to do it here. So, <laughs> that's just good. so it's me, Jan, and who's else? And Daniel and Lena. Am I the guest? <laughs> if you Maybe. want to be the I guest, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if you want to be the guest, <laughs> Ty. Okay, hello, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> Today's topic is um. Like, we have a series called Who Are We? Or, or Who We Are Created To Be By God. Like, and now, uh, today we talk, uh, we will talk about how it is to feel hopeless. And there we have a story about Elijah, who, and is it this part after he battled the priests of Baal? And he won, and he killed them. The uh, uh, Jezebel said that he is also going. She's also going to kill Elijah because of the stuff what he did. Then he got scared, and he just ran away. He was like just walking, walking, walking. And then, how was the tree called? Um, Ty. The, the broom tree. Yes. Then he found a broom tree and he was laying there and he sle uh, slept. Then Angel came and he was like, Elijah, wake up. Yeah. And then <laughs> That's exactly how I, I can picture him doing that. Like, <laughs> hey, not trying to bother you, but... Yeah. Not slapping him to wake him <laughs> up. I think he was sleeping pretty good. But. Yeah, like, like, uh, and then he woke up and there was um, something to eat and to drink. And then he drank and he eat. And then he went to sleep again. And then the angel was like, Elijah, wake up. You have to eat more because hard times. And then uh, he ate more, he drank more, and he slept again. And on the next day, he was strong enough to travel uh, 40 days and 40 nights. Yes, and this is basically the story that we have. Yes. That's really nice story. It's yeah. And like in my version, at least it says uh, a broom bu bush, not tree. And I think this helps me even more to picture what Ty said a bit before we started here that like basically there wasn't enough shadow for him probably. So he was really. Yeah. And like the. Right. Yeah. Right. And the main part of about the story is like that we want to take a look at Elijah's feelings that he felt very like he was very afraid because he was uh, persecuted basically they wanted to kill him and he felt very hopeless because um he was the only prophet of god who was still alive in israel because jezebel like the queen uh, who was honoring baal and like another god she was killing all of god's prophets and he was like the only one alive and he felt like so desperate and hopeless because he was like god i'm working for you the whole time i'm doing a lot of stuff but you know still i have to sleep under a tree and all the stuff and i have to run away and yeah but then god still provided for him you know yeah so and i want us to take a look like maybe one of you can point out who elijah was in general like who, who he was and what he was doing. What was his main purpose? Elijah, he was... Uh, we can picture his importance because we know that Jesus, he he saw two men like on the mount and one was Moses that he's really... I think he's a bit more famous than Elijah 
like uh if you get people that never heard about the bible or yeah like people that they're not christians but they heard already something about the bible i think most of them know moses um but elijah is not so famous uh but obviously he's one of the most important prophets and we know this because of basically jesus saw two people and it was elijah and moses and there was many like prophecies saying like oh elijah needs to come before jesus and stuff like this and so like the name elijah was really uh was re really a, a subject in in the israelites or in the in the jewish community and i'm, I'm pretty sure because like it's more than a bit more than other prophets like he's one of the most uh famous and it has a a really close relation with jesus so i think yeah yeah um elijah's got a lot to him um i don't know the theologically i'm not a pastor or anything and i haven't been to a seminary or a school or anything that to study deep theology of each of these prophets but you know or reading um i mean elijah is i mean you can look at some look at what we're reading right now and that what famous he's for and the famous he's for is the fact that he proved that Baal is powerless i mean that's huge i mean you got to think of the world that they lived in Baal was like the Baal was the next he was the God that Israel was putting up in front of God. Like he was the, the, this God idol tower, whatever that he, that the people were saying, this is who we want to worship, right? We can, we can, we, we think we, he's real and he's more like a idol type thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. I mean, it, it, just reading this part of the story, I think, okay, Elijah single-handedly, first off, he, he, he hid, as Daniel talked about earlier when we before we came on here, he hid a hundred prophets of God in caves for safety. So the, the Lord is using Elijah in a very powerful way by hiding a hundred people in two caves. That's crazy. That's 50 people in each cave and having to tell them to stop talking. <laughs> you know, you got 50 people in a cave getting bored and you got to yeah. tell them, be quiet. We're trying to survive here, right? So he does all that, and then all of a sudden he comes back, and he's like, now I'm going to take on Ahab and Jezebel and say, um, you you're going to get everybody together, and we're about to prove who whose God is real. That's huge. I mean, there are, there are a ton of prophets in the scriptures, but not, not all of them were just going head-to-head -head with some of these evil people that were in, named in scripture, right? And so I just think Elijah, uh, just just looking at his fame, his fame right now, is the fact that he he took in the obedience and the willingness to step up for his faith in who he believed the true God was, right? The the God of Israel, the God of Jacob, yeah, and and so. He goes, he does this, and all of a sudden he gets he proves it right, right. And yeah. now now he's got to flee for his life because now yeah. the he's made like a Yan just said he just made the one person he shouldn't have made really mad, completely furious to the point where she's saying now, I want something done worse than me that if I can't promise to keep my promise to kill you, like you're gonna die. Like she's like you're going to die. There's nothing. There's no way around it. She's saying she's pretty much telling this fake God, Baal, that I'm going to take care of this for you, right? And so now he's fleeing for his life because all the, all the nations should be coming after him. I mean, he's, the fame of this guy right now is pretty high. It's kind of like a, I think about it in a sense of when, um, say, a believer goes into a persecuted country and then all of a sudden goes out in the, goes out in the town square calls out for if it's a president or if it's a leader of that town or something and says, prove to me that your religion's right. That's kind of what it is today, right? Yeah. Now, he's, he might not say, prove to me right now that Allah is real, right? He might not do it that way, right? He might just say, to, he might say, prove to me 
where it says in the Quran or where it says into this book or where it says into that book, it, that this is right. And then I'll read from scripture and see if this is right. I mean, that's pretty tough to do in a persecuted country. So it's kind of like what Elijah's doing right now. So Yeah, and uh, Jasper said, like, she said that she wants to die if she's not managing him, like, to kill him in one day. Like, she's, like, very... 24 hours. That's yeah, like, all, That's all she gave it. Yeah, so, so she's, like, very... Determined. Like, she's not just, like, okay, if I see you, I will, like, she's not, like, okay, go and... If I see you again, I will kill you. No, she's like, I'm going to, yeah, kill you. Like, but it, She's very determined. Yeah, but she's like very, it's not just like, yeah, okay, you did something wrong and now I don't like you anymore. She's like really hating. She's like full of like, she's maybe like scared. Yeah, rage. Because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because before what he did was like they took uh, he and like Elijah Bat like battled is a wrong word maybe, but he had like a um like the way how they found out that God is real and Baal is not real. Um he took the he took a bull, like each side took a bull, they built an altar and they uh, put like wood on this and a bull in the bull and they were like praying to the gods, like to Baal and to God for, uh, to send fire. Mm -hmm. And first Baal Baal's priests they started and they it didn't work. And then um, Elijah, he said to the people that they should get jars of water. And then he put the waters on the on the bull. Like, then it was completely wet. And even then, he just prayed and it began to burn. Like, so it was like a complete, like, show of power, you know. And everyone saw. And then I think a lot of people were, like, aware of how powerful God is. And saw the queen and the king, like Ahab and... Jasper, they had to fear that people were like turning away from Baal and go to God again. So they had, so like from their point of view, they really had to take care of Elijah before he is like doing more in their eyes, uh, crazy stuff, you know? Yeah. And yeah, and then as you said, like Elijah was right. He saw that he was right, and uh, then he like even if he was right or because he was right, he had to flee and had to hide. So he felt like very desperate. Yeah, and his purpose was like, for sure that he restores God's glory and God's like, um, the people praise God again instead of Baal. Baal, sorry. Um. And uh, I have another question. Like, how, how is Elijah getting like aware? Like, he's in this situation and he's sitting under the tree. So don't at the end. He's sitting under this tree. He's kind of tree. Uh, the Come on, yeah. What kind of tree? Broom tree. Broom tree. Broomstick tree. <laughs> Broomstick tree. <laughs> <laughs> the broom tree, which is looking like a broom. Yeah. Inside his coin like this. No. Uh, yeah, he was sitting there. He was like completely like, he was maybe running for days because he th didn't want to get killed. I mean, it's understandable. And then he's sitting there in the dust and tired. And then uh, how, is, how is God like, approaching him like because he was hopeless he was he felt desperate like how was Daniel or Lena do you have what you answer like God gave him food but I don't remember so so I would you almost have to start kind of back up with the broom tree he, before we see what how God approached him like how how do you think Elijah was feeling like, 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 if you're looking at scripture, I didn't see this the first time I was reading it. I was reading it so fast, and I just kept thinking in my mind, like, oh, uh, this story is just about Elijah just running and hiding, and then getting so tired he fell asleep, got fed, and kept running. Like, but like he gets to the broom tree, but but when he's in the wilderness, like, what he and he gets to the broom tree, what is he? What is he crying out to God? Do we remember that? You know, the 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 part of. He, he he said right here. It said, then he went he went on a, he went alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. So he's traveled all day alone. Okay, I can imagine the enemy is just taunting him right now. You're going to be killed. You're not getting very far. You know, we're talking about we're talking about the enemy as in 
I mean, I can't imagine if Satan tempts Jesus, I can't imagine what Satan's telling Elijah right now. Like, hey, you just destroyed Israel's idol within one action. You think they're going to just let you get away with this, right? Uh, And then he traveled all day, and he sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I. I have had enough, Lord. He in my translation it says, "I have had enough, Lord." He said, "Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have died already died." Then he laid down and slept under the broom tree. That's that's pretty deep and heavy. I mean, if you think about it, you've just accomplished probably one of the greatest things that Israel's seen in a long time, right? You just proved their gods this this idol. Not their God, but this idol is not real, right? This Baal of theirs is not real. You single-handedly have taken all of Baal's prophets and killed them, so they're all gone. So the only thing that's left now is Ahab and Jezebel, who's out there to kill you now, right? But you you would think, okay, Elijah is like, uh, no one can touch me. God just proved, he just shot fire down from heaven. No one can touch me. You would think he was like that, but why is he now... So depressed that he told God, "I had enough of this." That's tough, yeah. you know. That's something that that's that's something I was thinking about when I was reading this text. Like, what brings a man after all of that? Let's call it ministry. Like, what's what's it? What's the after doing all that ministry? What what's it bring? What's what's this depression that comes upon him like that? Yeah, no, I think it's like just. I mean, he did something that was very great. And uh, he was like, God is, like, I think he felt like God's, like, because he was there, he, he saw, like, how the fire was coming from the sky and then, like, how he's killed all the prophets. So he, like, he um, experienced God's power, like, so, so, like, close, you know, like, and for him it was like, he was doing this and he, I think no one, it's something like, at least I, I can't. I never experienced something like this. That I see like fire coming from the sky, and that God's like that close, and it's, that, it's like this, like proving His existence, and yeah. on the other hand, destroying like another false idol, you know. And maybe in this situation, He was like so charged with like God, and God is here, God is working, and God is like protecting me. God is uh, doing stuff for me. And then uh, after this, He He has to flee. And like maybe and then God is like, where is God? You know, like mm-hmm. and he it's like it was turned around that he was like the guy who was like uh weak and who had to hide and who was like he couldn't talk to people because everyone like knew him because of what's happened what happened before. He was the guy who made fire fall from the sky and so they I think he was just like why is God like not not leaving him, but you know what I mean? Like why is God why is God allowing? Yeah, like letting him like fly so high and then falling so low, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think he probably hoped that people would return to God then and not turn against him because yeah. he did he that talks to about prove. That. Yeah. yeah. Because he wanted to prove that God was real and not Baal, their idol. And now they just turn all against him. So, yeah. That's probably not what he hoped for. Yeah. And I think he also hoped that like at least Ahab and Jasper were like, I mean, because they were like the leaders of a nation and you think that they are like, should have like wisdom or something. And if they see that like their God or like the idol they are praising is not able to make fire fall from the sky, but then there's another God who can do this. Like this, at least I, I asked myself yesterday when I read this, like if they knew that God was real, and were just denying him because then they had to admit that they are fa- like false and they were like some kind of like egoistic and like oh we are right instead you know but like deep inside they knew that they were wrong or were they actually like believing it by was stronger but was still like not doing anything yeah I like I like what Lena was talking about because it, 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 in our in our what we're talking about today you know in ten it says that. He, he respond. responds to the Lord because the Lord just flat out says, "What are you doing? Like, <laughs> like why are you just sitting here? You know." And it says, "I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty. 
But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down the torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left. Now they are trying to kill me too. I mean, imagine you're the only Christian in the country you live in, and you're trying to stand strong the entire time. That's got to be like just just for like a, a for us to think about it. Like if 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 not prophet, but just for him to be the only believer right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. That's tough. And like, maybe if he wasn't uh, physically tired, maybe he wouldn't be that bad because, like, he was hungry. He was like probably almost dying because of not not having water or food or like probably because he like for someone to sit down by a tree and like be like God. Let me die or something like this. Yeah. He was really bad physically as well, and I think that if we are bad physically and emotional at the same time, like one thing brings the other into an even bad, uh, worse situation. You know, it's like a downwards. Yeah. So I think that it was just like uh, I think this was like the peak of the worst things at the same time. You know, could like, it be like a? He was weak in all areas of his life. Like a spirit, like a spiritually drained. Like he yeah. was spiritually like you were, he was spiritually on the high when he was proving everybody wrong. But then I think it just immediately just drained. Like yeah. everything just finally said enough's enough. Like he was like, I'm done with this place. Like I don't want to be here. Like I don't want to keep doing this. That's probably like he was. I would think that would be his reaction. Yeah, like, but I also thought it's like if you if you achieve something or like very very nice, you know, like and no one is like because all the people like no no one was like turning around to God and then you are realizing that no one is like kind of appreciating what you what you have done it must feel like very bad I guess like yeah and especially if you do it like in the name of God and then you are like okay now all the people understood now like Ahab and Jezebel they understood and like all the prophets like everyone saw this then like no one was like yeah okay he's right everyone was just like let's kill him so yeah Shall we play a song and uh, be back? Hey. Sounds good. We should start with Shouting Grounds from Crowder. Let's go. Take me to the shouting grounds A prodigal lost was found I should be dead right now But I am alive I just want to see your face You're calling me from my grave Take me to the shouting grounds It's gonna get loud
This was Shouting Grounds by Crowder. A very nice song, I have to say. Have to admit. I have to admit, like whoever chose the song, this person is a, <laughs> is a genius. If you're in your car wondering who chose this song, give us a shout out. Let us know. Yeah, it was Lena. Just kidding. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so no. we're gonna take a poll later if you yeah. know who chose this song. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we could do this, but like now, enough jokes. We go back to the serious topic. Wow. Mm, yeah, we have to be strict here about the. So um. Broom tree, broom tree. Who of you knows what the broom tree is? Like, huh? What is a broom tree, Daniel? It's a tree that looks like a broom, but it's actually more a bush than a tree. Yeah. So it's, it's small. It's kind of low to like, the ground. It doesn't work properly to make shout shadows. Yeah, but why? But why was uh? In what context was Thai like chanting broom tree? Oh, oh yeah, because we were talking about that. Elijah, he got so tired of everything. In all areas, like emotionally, and he was being, people were trying to kill him and going after him, and he was just laying down next to this bush and being like, "God, I want to die." Yeah, he said this basically. Yeah, we we had a uh, went to Libden. Uh, shout out to the Libden Church here, and Woo! they had a had a speak guest speaker talking about the broom tree a couple of weeks ago. Um, she uh, from overseas, and she was explaining that. It, where he was would have been an extremely hot place, right? Like a desert type place. And a broom tree does it, it only covers like so, so much percent of your body at one time. Like you can't lay under it and be completely shaded. And then they say that in a place where he would have been, it still would have been hot. Like that shade would have just given just enough, right? And that's a that's an amazing picture to think about. He didn't find some amazing tree to lay under and ha have a nap. Like he just gave up. Yeah. He just <laughs> laid down and said, "Okay, maybe I won't burn up, you know. I just lay here." You know? <laughs> so, uh and how how did God respond to this? Like because he was like then he started sleeping and that is how God, did God respond? Like God approached him, or an angel approached him with some food and water. What what'd Jan say? Mm -hmm. uh, hey, hey yeah. wake like, up. <laughs> uh, Hello. Are you there? <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. And gave him some food, and then right after he went for... He was, yeah, he gave the food, and and the food was, like, to make him strong so he could, like, continue fleeing. But then he got... He traveled 40 days uh, and 40 nights... Because of this food. It's like in Lord of the Rings, you know, like when the elves, they have like a special bread that they gave to uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, which made them like also very full. Yeah, but you got to think, he ate the food and drank <laughs> the water and went back to sleep. <laughs> digesting. That's really relatable. He was actually. absorbing everything. <laughs> he was digesting. He, he, he woke <laughs> up and said, oh, appreciate it. <laughs> and then the angel has said, uh, drink some more, eat some more. You have a long journey ahead of you. Yeah, like, but it must also be like crazy. Imagine you're like laying there under your not very um, efficient broom tree and you're just like not chilling, but you are like laying there and then you have to get something to eat and then. You realize that you have to go like forty days and forty nights, like it must be like also tough. But he but, he, but, but he but he did come to a cave. Sorry, Daniel. He did come to a cave. Yeah, that, that's I, what I, I, I was I looking at. I said up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said I'm sorry. I'm apologizing to the public right now that I shamed Daniel for talking about a cave. But he did come to a cave and spent the night. Yeah. So I, we after talking. the forty days of travel, he found the Hilton Inn. Yeah, <laughs> the Hilton Garden. Because we were talking. <laughs> Actually, I was like, "Whoa, we we're just talking about a tree, and I'm sure we're at a cave. Where did this come from?" And actually, there was a cave. But you said that he was hiding in the cave. He went. Yeah. He was like relaxing in the cave. There was no more hiding. He was chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you got to think about it now. Like, so the Lord's fed him. 
The Lord's giving him something for his thirst. The Lord's woke him up. The Lord's guiding his path. The Lord's giving him strength. The Lord's um, making the way. The Lord's commanding him where to go. The Lord's giving him place of rest now with, with more shade and probably a lot more coolness in the air. Um, the Lord has given him peace at night now. And then we go to the next part, and it literally just starts off with, but the Lord said to him, like, I love how, like, if you think about it in that context, all of a sudden you see, but like, <laughs> like, yeah, you've had, you've done all these great things and I've, I've taken care of you by the way, but, uh, Lord says to him, what are you doing here? Elijah? <laughs> and I, if it was me, I would have said, you sent me here. Where do you, what do you mean? What am I doing here? And then I would have probably said, okay, Lord, I really don't want to be here anymore. Now you needed to get rid of me. Like I'm done. I can't even follow your instructions. Like. You know, the Lord's just like, what are you doing here? And, of course, I think it's more of of a deeper thought process than a physical what are you doing here. More like who try to remember who you are, Yeah, what's going on in your life. Like, why, why, why have I chosen you? Like, yeah, I think he wants Elijah to really realize who he really is in, in, this, in this walk with God. Yes, and I, I think this is important, like, because... Um, now I want like that we talk about it like more personally and relate us to our lives or like to things we experience. And um I think we all had some situations where we maybe we didn't we never killed like prophets or like whatever, but I think we all had like If you have, would you admit it? Not here. <laughs> not, not on the radio. Not on the radio. <laughs> 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 Maybe I had. I just think. no. But uh, imagine you have like this. For example, I can say from my perspective that I had for time a pretty good like in the past when I was. I got baptized when I was thirteen, fifteen or fourteen. Daniel knows you better. No, okay, I was thirteen. No, and uh, after this, I had like a very good like my relationship to God was. Very good. And I had like a lot of, yeah, was going to church, praying, reading Bible, going to youth meetings, and it was just great. But then by time some things happened or some things became, um, had gotten a higher priority than God. And yeah, so in, in this time I also felt like very bad and I had like a lot of, times where I was sad and, you know, like, I, I also got, like, into this, I was still believing in God, so I, I never, like, denied God, but, like, just, I was like, God, what is going on here? I don't want to, like, I never was like, God, please, I want to die, but I was like, God, what is this going on in my life? So, and, yeah, I want us to think about it, or, like, you out there, uh, that you just maybe think if you uh, had this, and, does any one of you want to talk about it? Like you mean relating to like Elijah's story? Yeah, that you had like maybe that you were like that you fall like in this hole of um, God. Why this is like this? Like why me? Yeah, why me? Or okay, why Lena, this go. Oh my! God. I'm kidding. I'm not putting you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I need to think about that. Actually, that's I a hard that question. For for me, what I can relate a bit is that Elijah he kind of made that for the people as well, because like he wanted to prove for the people uh, whose God was, which God was strong and or which God was real, and and probably one of the reasons that he was really frustrated is because. Instead of people just giving up and saying, yeah, now we saw that we were praising a fake God, they were just, let's kill him. So <laughs> I think that this must be so frustrating. And what I can relate with this is that sometimes we, we do things for God, but many times we do things that they are in the end for God, but we're doing it to other people and we're doing for them. So... I think what what I can relate is when I do something 
acquire someone and the person doesn't give the value, you know? And I believe that this can have something to do with, with the stories. Like, they didn't care that, like, Elijah did his part and that's it. But, like, and now should he be scared, you know? Like, uh, because God was taking care of him and, and like, what I see is, like, I did my part, I helped people, but in the end, it's not just because of the people, it's also because of God. So I did my part, I can, like, be calm. I don't need to, like, be scared if, if I'm doing something good and people pay me with something bad. That is basically what happened. Uh, like, even though he killed people because it was like a different yeah, context yeah. We, and everything like we, we understand where you're going with yeah, it yeah yeah but this was like daily business back then so yeah like even though he killed people that was so many years ago and that was the normal thing like war and stuff and so yeah that that's what i what i think i can relate is like about being uh doing something for people because the others people that the other people that w were still alive they saw it and they had opportunity to turn back to god and this didn't happen. So I think that this is a big part of all the disappointment here. Yeah, I think we... We don't know if they didn't turn back to God or not. I don't know. It, yeah. it says they, they did at the end. Like they, they said, oh, this is the real God, right? But, I mean, you don't know what they've done after that. Usually it's like a like a church a church meeting where everyone's all excited and they go home and it, they forget about it. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, it's done, you know? But... I was looking at it like uh, maybe in a sense of the fact that um, I do come from a missionary family, so I, I've been a missionary kid for a long time, and I've done missions, and I've experienced in a way not um, what Elijah experienced, but just in the same concept of like you feel you're alone in a situation, but you feel that, okay, this is what God's ca calling me to do, right? Like this is the Lord, I'm 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 doing what the Lord has called me to do, or or, or his place on my life, or something. But then uh, people made me don't agree with you just because of something silly, like, well, I don't want to travel, or I don't want to do this, or I don't like talking to people, or I don't like. They just go out on all these excuses or something, right? But it, but it, but then you feel alone because you're like, God, why do you want me to do this, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, uh, for instance, like you guys are here, right? But, like, not all your friends are not here. Like, all your family's not here. You're, you guys kind of took the step of faith to come, right? Came to the Torshan, the, the right? But sometimes you, for me, I don't know if it's for you guys, but for me, like, in that situation, like, I would, I could sometimes feel alone because I'm like, why didn't anyone else do it? Like, why, why is it just me taking that step of faith or going out and doing what I believe the Lord is calling me to do in a sense? Um, but we all believe in the power of the gospel, but like, why are some people here and some people are here and some people are here and some people are here? And I know that Elijah's story is a little different. He's more on, it's more of a persecution side of him. But think about the missionaries around the world, right? The people that are in Syria and, and, and Afghanistan and the people that do truly feel alone, like China. And I mean, I know China's blowing up with believers everywhere, but still, uh, uh, if you were an American or a Brazilian or a German in, in China, having to be underground and not let the government know you're having church and giving out Bibles. And so, but, and then you're trying to communicate back home, but you really can't, right? Maybe there's firewalls through the internet and you can't really communicate back home or you're having a harder time to communicate. Like think about the missionaries, maybe trying to get into North Korea. And once you do that, I mean, it's just like you're, you're in no man's land. Like you're just alone, right? I couldn't imagine how many times those people go and lay down and go, God, I'm done. I don't want it. And a quick example of that is if, if you ever watch the movie, uh, the, read the book if you're a reader first because it has a whole lot more in it. But if you watch the movie uh, Insanity of God by Nick Ripkin, um, a guy out of, um, out of, uh, out of America, um, a missionary in the 90s that did a lot in Somalia, right? He goes into Somalia, and I'm going to do this short story really short, but he goes into Somalia and he gets there for, he's there for three days. He sees more babies dying than he sees them being born because of starvation. Okay. He looks at, at the window in his room and tells God, I am done. This is not what I signed up to be. 
right? He said, this is not what I read in your Bible, Matthew 28, go to all the nations, right? He said, he's like, no, this is not part of that, right? He just left South Africa where thousands were coming to Christ, right? So he gets, he gets, he gets done with that conversation, tells God, change my mind, right? Change my mind. And he tells God 24 hours, which that's interesting. So he tells God 24 hours, change my mind, or I'm getting back on the plane and going back to South Africa, and God sends him something random on BBC News uh, radio station in the middle of the night about the Israelites and the Lord's Supper and all these different things were kind of combined in, into this little sermon thing. He said, God, you blew it. I'm gone. You didn't, you didn't change my mind. Right? And so I think that was the same concept. But he was going through that. But he, he, granted, on the other end of it, he does get it, he does change his mind, and he get, and God does revelate to him what he really wants him to do. But what I'm saying is, there's so many people in the world that maybe lay under a broom tree and say, "God, I'm done. I can't take it anymore." Right? He just it, it's it's so overwhelming, and then the Lord just maybe feeds them, gives them a little bit of water, and says, "Let's." Keep going. One more day. One more day. You know? And I think that's kind of how I look at this story. And I've been in those places, but I don't have enough time to talk about it. But it's just it's just one more day. Like, get up and go one more day, and and you'll see the goodness of what, what he's doing. We have no idea what Elijah saw after he got past this, right? We, we can read scripture. We probably see a little bit. But we, we, we have no idea his revelation in that situation for a second, as what we've read, right? Yeah. And so... Yeah. Yeah, like we have no idea and this I don't know. It's just crazy to think that like even though people turned or like we are not sure if people turned to God or not, still like no one turned turned to God in a point that they were like we would defend the prophet of God, you know. So like uh like no one went there to defend him. <laughs> yeah. So he was basically alone. Yeah, I think that's the tough part. So, uh, and how? Like, I don't know if you like had situations like this, but how? Or like, how did God approach you? Or like, how could God approach us today? Because I think like that food and water is like not like it's it's at least in our first world here not not the problem, you know. Because we don't have the situation, we have to run out. Like maybe here you run out on the mountain, and then you hide under a pile of rocks, and then. But like it's, I think it's not like common that we have to um, thirst and that we are hungry. So, are there any ways how God could approach us? Like, if we feel like desperate, or if we feel like very sad and hopeless, and we just want to give up and. How could God approach us? Grace. Grace, every day has to be sufficient in our lives. Like his grace uh, to uh, let us wake up um, and have the strength to even to do it again. Um, I think approaching us in a fatherly figure would be uh, the way that I could, that I think he does with me because I think it's, it's really good for, for me, right? It's that, uh, holding, embracing, uh, comfort, but then also um, not not saying hey, today's going to be easy. Like he doesn't give false promises. He comforts, he embraces, he gives water for thirst, he gives food for life. But as soon as the first trouble happens, he says, no, no, no. I, I never said you weren't going to experience something. I'm just here. He he just he keeps giving the reminder I'm here, and I think that's what he was doing with Elijah too. He kept waking him up, kept waking him up. Then he kept asking him, "What are you doing?" He kept asking him. So he's he's the father that's not giving up. He's persistent in the love, and so I think it's his grace that has to be sufficient in our lives. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, what I what I thought about like when I um, read this question uh, that. Uh, like today, like a lot of things change. Also, like um, how's it called? Like spiritually wise, like yeah. we have like Jesus as a savior, and mm -hmm. that many things yeah change. So, and that uh, one 
one very huge thing we should all be aware of is that how God could approach us is through other uh, people. Mm -hmm. And I think this and this talks us all like in responsibility that we can be approached by other people. Like God can approach us through other people. Yeah. But God can also approach other people through us. Yeah. So like the way how we act, like or how we are in church or how we are like outside of church with people is always like how God can uh, reach people who are desperate and who are sad. So if you are like kind to people, like people will be happy to see, to see us. You know, if they have a bad day or like very, very, like very, very bad, like um, a bad phase in their yeah. life yeah. and people are nice to them, like it's something good, you know? And I think God Divine appointments. What? They call it div divine appointments. Like God has uh, his divine he, he sets appointments in your life like someone comes in comes across your path there's someone uh stops and prays with you and had no idea you had a bad day yeah like something like this and i think especially like in our world like with like internet and we are so connected and we see so many people today like if you just go through the city we see so many people that there's like if you're just nice and polite or like if our appearance is like showing God's glory and the way we, how we act, that we could, that like many people would be like happier or like um, feel like that God is great, that God is good, and like also the grace that you said, you know, like we we are free from like we are free, we are um, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. We are like we are God's glory. And someone we can like present it to other people, and yeah, save them or like, or at least uh, reach them so that God can approach people through us, and we also can approach other people if everyone is like this, you know. So, and another question is, what can we learn? Like, if it's from now from our life or just from the story, what can we learn from this story about God, and? how can this like influence our future? I don't know. That's what we've been, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. we've just been saying all that. What? I think that's, we've already said all that. I don't know. What do you think, Daniel? <laughs> I've said a lot. What, what I keep thinking is if, uh, if Eli Elijah was, uh, was wrong to be afraid like that, because obviously everyone gets afraid, but like, there's a time that if we are afraid or if we're giving up, it's like, it starts to get wrong, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, th that's what I keep thinking. Like if he was, uh, because like, if he was so sure that God would uh, bring fire and burn the, the offering and like show power, why wasn't he sure that God would continue taking care of him? So, I don't know. What I keep thinking is that if God showed himself so many times already through circumstances, God will continue to show. So that's why we shouldn't be afraid. Yeah. I, I think I get... I think my biggest takeaway is... No matter the no matter how low you get in your life, he's still a, he's still a good God, right? He's still the uh, he still shows his goodness, no matter what. He, his promises still stand, and he's still the provider, right? That's the I think that's the ultimate uh, conversation between him and Elijah. Elijah, I think, is just at a point in his life where he is just, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't think he even cares if God provides or not. I think he was just done. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever come to that place. I've come to that place in my life. It's a very dark space. It's just, and it's not suicidal. I don't even think it's suicidal. It could be, but I think it's just more of a mind thing where he he's so exhausted and he's like, after I wake up, I might be better, but right now I'm done, <laughs> right? And I think God's like, no, you can't, you're not that person because you are strengthened through me. 
Like he, he strengthens Elijah. He gives him water. He gives him bread. And he's just reminding Elijah, it's the same thing. He, it's the same thing Jesus talks about. If, if God gives the birds food and the trees water, why would he not take care of Elijah, right? He's, he's just refueling him and saying, I'm taking care of you, but you're not giving up. I'm not letting you give up. I have a plan, a redemption plan to Jesus, as Yan talks about it. This is going all the way to Christ. If Elijah goes out now, then everything gets screwed up. So God's like, no, 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 we're going to keep going and we're going to make it to the redemption plan of my son, right? Coming to the cross, right? And so I think that my takeaway is no matter where we, how low we get, how dark it gets in our lives, no matter if we want to give up or not, I think God doesn't, I think God intervenes. He, he, he sends the divine appointments. He sends the food and the water. He sends the strength. He sends the grace. Because we are his children, and he doesn't hate us. Like, his love prevails everything. It's, it, his love is the reason he continues with us, right? And so I, I, think that's, I think that's what I get from the story, is focus on him. Try to renew your mind every day if possible. Just, just renew that mindset and turn to him and let him be that provider every day maybe yeah like one thing i thought about is also like that um this shows us that also like people like who experience god yeah. and like the full power yeah like that even they can have like yeah um like was it like they, they can have like um dark days maybe yeah or like dark phases and i think this should show us that even if elijah has like you know yeah who saw like the fire coming from the sky and lighting up the wet cow. Yeah. Like even he had, was like, God, please, you know? And I think if other people have these things, they're like Christians or like people who are like, yeah, come on, just pray more. Or, you know, just. Uh, I, I you hate know? that. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to say that to you. Like anyone that tells me that, I, I, I'm like, uh, you you need to go, you pray with me more. I don't know. I, you pray more. Come on. But like, like yeah, like the, 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 I mean, but it's like completely like I, w- I wouldn't say it's fine to have like phases like this, but it's like normal to have, you know. Yeah. And like, and then it's good for us to know like if other people have this, that we are like okay. These people are not bad Christians. Like it's not about it's not because they are not praying enough or they are not reading Bible enough. It is like happening to the best, you know. Yeah. And like. On the other hand, also if we are in this, that I I want to remember, like, I I want to remember that when I'm completely down, uh, that I have people around me who are who are telling me like, look at Elijah, what's yeah. happening to them, him? God was still providing for him, so whatever happened, you know, and or like that, I can remember for myself like that I can look at Elijah and I can be like, okay, God is still there, so having a bad day. You should tell somebody, like, look at Job <laughs> or Job, however you pronounce it, you know? Like, look at him. Like, he, he just a random guy that Satan wanted to tempt, and God goes, go ahead. Give yeah. him what, give him your best shot. Like, oh, man. Or what was it? Uh, I mean, you can almost look at the story of Jesus in the garden, and he's weeping in blood, weeping blood out. Because he's, he's not – he's not – I mean, that's a bad day. He knows what's about to happen. That's what's even worse. Like, he, he sees what's going to happen. He's not, and he doesn't sin. He doesn't go against God. He just says, if there's another way, let me know. But right now, I'm headed this way, and I know what's going to happen. That's a bad day. Yeah. It's, like, it's a glorious day for, the, for creation and for all of human <laughs> mankind. But for Jesus himself, he's like, this is going to hurt. This is not going to be fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we're almost at the end now. Lena, do you want to pray? We only got to listen to Yan's song. <laughs> what? Okay, one more song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we can pray and then okay, we, pray we then choose a, a banger. Yeah, <laughs> look at the screen and choose something. <laughs> sure, should I pray? Yes. Okay. And I can think. What the story? <laughs> Jesus, I thank you for um, this time that we had together now. um, And I thank you that you 
see all of us, um, whether we have a bad or a good day and whether we are hopeless or hopeful. And thank you that you're always patient with us. And um, yeah, I pray that you just provide for um, everyone who's listening and every one of us just what we need and just show us how you see us and that you're always there and that your grace is always there for us. Amen. 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 Thank you for letting me on your show, Ian. You're welcome. Of course. <laughs> rock and roll, rock and roll. <laughs> no. Thank you, you all. Now it's... Bye, uh, guys. See you next week. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. We're doing a song first. Yeah, but I think... We're, we're saying bye. Yeah. And saying then we we'll put a song. Goodbye. Goodbye, Adi- everyone. Adi- adios. <laughs> this is God bye. Turning It Around by John yep. Reddick. Let's go. I'm praying God come and turn this thing around. God turn it around. God turn it around. God turn it around. I'm calling on the name that changes everything. Yes. God turn it around. God turn it around, God turn it around. All of my hope is in the name, the name of Jesus. Breakthrough will come, come in the name, the name of Jesus. I'm praying God come and turn this thing around. Doing something.